0: Hi, it's Dwyer, March 4th, 2022. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's talk NBA. Let's talk about specific betting opportunities. But first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, let me just say, The public seems to feel that the time to bet is right before the event, right? They like to get their, let's say, Super Bowl week to bet on the Super Bowl. They want a one-off. They see the season as game betting opportunities, right? Each game is a betting opportunity for them. They're satisfied paying the VIG. They're satisfied getting a minus 110 on a game. Now, I'm just telling you, because betting is difficult, that the way to hack the system, to the way to get an edge on the casino, is in the futures market. That's the place to look. Because of the leverage you get, right, it's not uncommon to get teams at greater than 10 to 1, and because the market varies greatly based on injuries and other developments. So let's just look at the Brooklyn Nets for a moment. People saw them gallantly fight in last year's playoffs and almost beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who then went on, after surviving that series, to win the title. People know the names on the Nets. At the beginning of the year, it was KD, former MVP. James Harden, former MVP. Both guys, multiple scoring championships. Kyrie Irving, first pick in the NBA draft one year of course, won a title with LeBron James. Now, I just want you to think about how certain things change the board. Kevin Durant got hurt. James Harden played the passive-aggressive, got himself traded. Kyrie Irving refused to be vaccinated, found himself ineligible for several games. Right, so understand the Brooklyn Nets are no longer a sure thing. They got Ben Simmons, who hasn't played, who, according to reports, is dealing with mental health issues. Right, they have key injuries. Joe Harris, three-point specialist. He's been hurt for much of the year. So, of course, that's completely changed the board one of the markets you always want to be in, and this should be a season-long situation for you where you're checking on the market. It's worth your time because of the odds you're getting, because how easy it is for circumstances to change. Is the prop for NBA team to win the NBA championship? Let me point out, too, that you can hedge the play, understand too, if I'm getting a team at long odds, I don't want to limit myself to just having the team win the division, right? I want the prop for them to win the whole thing because, understand, let's say the prop is to win the conference, and you're getting 4-1 to one on that. Well, to win the whole thing is 8-1. to one. If you don't believe the team's going to do better than winning the conference, then you can hedge the play by taking the other team in the NBA Finals. In other words, you want to lock in long odds, knowing that you can cash out in the playoffs by picking the other team. Well, The situation has changed greatly over the last few days in the NBA. Normally by now, I can look at a conference and I can think to myself, okay, only two or three teams have a chance to win this conference. Not this year, folks. This year, understand, there is amazing value. Amazing value on some teams that look like they're on the periphery, but who have a real shot. Let's talk about some of them, right? You know, the Dallas Mavericks have Jason Kidd now as coach. Right? I know the Mavericks are a long shot. Folks, you're compensated for the risks. We'll get to that. Now, Jason Kidd, Basketball Hall of Famer, has this team playing great defense. Now, as is often the case, the change to the Kidd regime has taken some time to bear fruit. But my goodness, Dallas right now is playing spectacular defense and they're improving it seems, on a daily basis. In other words, they've figured out their new coach, and now they're well into his program, and they're playing a different style of ball than they played before. So they got rid of Porzingis. They now have Spencer Dinwiddie, who has range, who hits threes. So... The spacing on the team is completely different. Understand, they already have a superstar in Luka Doncic. Would it surprise you to know that the Mavericks right now are 13 games over 500? Right, 13 games over 500. Jason Kidd, quite frankly, should be on the short list for Coach of the Year consideration. The Mavericks are going to be a problem for whoever they face in the West. And understand, some highly touted teams are having problems, right? The Phoenix Suns are stumbling a bit, and they're without Chris Paul. The Golden State Warriors, quite frankly, aren't doing very well without Draymond Green. Green will come back, but it'll take them a while to mesh, Well, let me just say, right now, Dallas, and this is why you need to know about Dallas, I'll agree, they're a long shot. Right? The public doesn't seem to understand that this team is above 500 and getting better. But right now, you're getting the Dallas Mavericks to win the NBA title. And keep in mind, all we're trying to do is to get big leverage so we can hedge the play later and win if either team in that series wins the series. You're getting the Dallas Mavericks, not at the plus 450 that you're getting the Golden State Warriors, or the plus 450 that you're getting the Chris Paulus Phoenix Suns, or the plus 550 that you're getting a Brooklyn Net team that KD just rejoined, that Ben Simmons hasn't even played for. No, you're getting the Dallas Mavericks at thirty three hundred. It's a plus thirty three hundred, folks. In other words, I bet a hundred if it hits, I get three thousand three hundred dollars back. Plus the one hundred that I bet. Right, folks, these are the same odds right now that they're offering on the below 500 Los Angeles Lakers. You have got to be kidding me. In my opinion, someone who is interested in hedging, who's interested in betting on long shots while they're still long shots, before the odds shorten, before people wake up and they think, wow, Jason Kidd has this team playing ball. Wow, Luka Doncic really should be in the MVP conversation. He's not, but he should be. right? I believe now's the time to sprinkle a little bit on the Dallas Mavericks. What's the worst that can happen? Let's say you have money on these other teams, Brooklyn or Golden State. Well, just think about the money you're going to make. If the Dallas Mavericks win a series in the playoffs and then you're able to say to yourself, well, my expected winnings with Dallas are 33 to one. That's the kind of leverage you got. Right. Let me put some money on the other team. So I'm guaranteed. The winner of this series, it doesn't have to be 33 times the amount that you have on the Dallas Mavericks. Right? You can hedge it where, if you think Dallas is a good team, if you think Dallas might actually surprise people and get into the NBA Finals, like Phoenix did last year. right? You can literally give away some of the expected winnings on Dallas every playoff series Dallas has. So if your future's better and you're looking for insurance, in other words, you're convinced this is KD's year, or Giannis is going to repeat, sprinkle a little bit on the Dallas Mavericks, recognizing that Phoenix is going to be without their leader until the playoffs. Let's talk about another team. And, folks, this team's on fire. The Utah Jazz right now are 17 games over 500. Now let's do a little bit of history. The favorite right now to win defensive player of the year is Rudy Gobert, their center. One of the hottest players in the league right now is Donovan Mitchell. Now understand how good Utah is. Last year, going into the playoffs, the Utah Jazz were the number one seed in the Western Conference. They were the one seat ahead of Phoenix. Now, they fell apart against the Los Angeles Clippers. But you mean to tell me we're just one year later, and I'm getting 16-1 to 1 on the Utah Jazz? All right, folks? Now's the time, if you haven't already, to grab a piece on the Jazz, right? Again, understand the way the board's set up. The Phoenix Suns are a plus 450. The Jazz are a plus 1600. You know the Jazz are excellent defensively. You know Utah is a tough place to play for the road team. Let's talk about another team. A team that I believe has the second best player in the league. A guy who, if something happens, odds-wise, to Joel B, this guy might actually win his second MVP. He is the best center in the league. I believe the best player in the league is James Harden. One man's opinion, how I bet. But the best center in the league is Joker of the Denver Nuggets, right? Let me just point out that Joel Embiid simply cannot pass the ball like Joker can, right? Joker is more than competitive on the other statistics, right? The passing gives Joker a distinct advantage. He's the focal point of his team. He doesn't need James Harden to join his team to have his numbers explode. He's dependent on no one. He's the one who makes the teammates. Well, just understand, right now, those teammates are slowly returning. Michael Porter should be playing significant minutes soon. According to reports, Jamal Murray might be returning shortly. You have the best center in the game with two of the more underrated players in the game. You have Denver 10 games over 500 already. In other words, folks are going to make the playoffs. And you mean to tell me that I'm getting them at 22-1. to They're a plus 2,200. Right? 22 to 1. I think it's a must play. The secret to playing futures is you want to hedge your positions so that if there's surprises and there are going to be some upsets in the playoffs. You know that from last year. What was Atlanta doing? Winning playoff series last year. right? You already know there'll be some upsets. There are every year. How did the Clippers beat the one seed Utah Jazz last year? right? Well, that's where you make your money, folks, because you already have entered cheaply. Twenty-two to one before the odds shorten. Let's switch over to the um, Eastern Conference, right? Let me also point out too that you're getting twenty-two to one right now on John ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. Understand, John ja Morant and the Grizzlies were in the playoffs last year. Don't be lured into viewing the team as too young. Let's switch over to the East. Now, Lord knows it's hard to find a bargain in the East, right? I think the Miami Heat are one such bargain. They're excellent defensively, but yet you're getting shorter odds, on the Golden State Warriors, the Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Folks, Miami is 20 games over 500. You should not be getting them at 10, you should not be able to get them at 10 to one right now. If you haven't already added Miami to your betting portfolio, I think you need to consider it. Let's talk about one other team. And you're getting them at very long odds. Right? Has anyone figured out that when you look at the splits between offensive rating and defensive rating, in fact, when you key on defense, you realize this team is one of the best offensive teams in the league. They're 11 games over 500. 11 and right now you can get the boston celtics at 20 to 1 odds right folks one of these long teams is gonna win a playoff series then you'll be cooking with gas because you'll have a lot of odds that you could hedge let's say you privately believe that the bucks are going off at less than one third of the price of the Celtics right now. The Bucks are plus 650. Let's say you believe the Bucs are gonna win the East. Well, great. When Boston plays the Bucs, you'll know because you're able to get Boston cheap cheaply, right? At less than one-third of the price of the Bucks, you'll privately know that you're guaranteed the winner of that series. Because you have money on both sides of the play. Let's segue to the MVP prop. Who's going to win the MVP of the NBA? What I want people to realize is that the All-Star Game was played later than usual this season. We're already into March. Right, folks? The season's something like 75% over. Most of these teams only have 20 or so games left to play. So someone with an injury history, like Joel B, has less of a chance of getting injured in these last 20 or 21 games than he would if there were 35 games left. Right, And so, let's just break it down. I believe only two guys could win the MVP at this point. They're both centers. One is Joel Embiid, and the best argument for him, since he's not even the best player on his team, I believe that's James Harden, is that he was on the team all year, Philly is a great NBA town. We like seeing Dr. J at games. We like seeing Allen Iverson at games. Philly hasn't been on top for quite some time. Embiid is an iconic part of the system in Philly. Their effort to rebuild, right? He's the survivor of the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid era. He hasn't won an mvp before and the nba likes to spread the wealth right they like to be able to market stars right this would be extra polish on one of its stars and of course his competitor joker who's a better player than Embiid in my opinion certainly a better passer just won the mvp last year and joker's team this year isn't that glamorous Right? They're not the one seed or the two seed right now in the Western Conference. So if Joel Embiid stays upright, if he stays healthy, if he doesn't have foot problems, etc., if he continues to mesh with James Harden, who's brought heightened expectations to Philadelphia, right? has everyone watching their games, Then, in my opinion, Joel Embiid, the favorite right now, is going to win the MVP. The only other guy, and let me apologize here to Ja Morant. Ja, sorry, it's not your year. The only other guy, in my opinion, who has a chance at MVP given the Chris Paul injury, right, given the Kevin Durant injury, given James Harden's passive aggressiveness and the fact that Brooklyn Net fans resent him, and that Harden himself admits to having late nights, and Harden doesn't look like he's in the best shape. The only other guy outside of Joel Embiid, in my opinion, who could win the MVP, is Joker. I believe you want to have positions on both. Right? Let's not get ourselves too. You understand that there are other players who are deserving of an MVP, but Giannis has already won it twice, including a year where he shouldn't have won it, a year in which James Harden averaged more than 36 points a game. Giannis is not going to win it this year, in my opinion, right? For whatever reason, voters are never attracted to Utah Jazz players. Plus, we know Gobert is probably going to win defensive player of the year, especially with Draymond having been injured, right? I'll agree, DeMar DeRozan is a dark horse here, but if you look at the Chicago Bulls' numbers, the spread between offensive performance and defensive performance isn't that great. I don't believe the team is going to be in an ascendant position when the voting takes place, and people are looking back on what DeRozan meant to the team. So at this point, and of course, look, I love Miami, right? Jimmy Butler this year hasn't grabbed the imagination like Embiid or Joker, in my opinion. We have to make hard statements here. Right? I love Phoenix. The problem David Booker's going to have is the overhang caused by the perception that it's Chris Paul's team. Right? So, if you're interested in betting for the MVP, if I were you, I would take both Embiid and Joker. Right? Mathematically. Mathematically, it's going to be a little tough, but understand you're getting long odds on Joker because Embiid is sucking all the air out the room. Let me also say, too, to gamblers go back through the history of the odds on Embiid this year. You'll understand the value of taking futures. At one point, Embiid this season was going off at 40 to 1 to win the MVP. You're simply not going to get that kind of variance on regular game by game odds. So that's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I believe the West is more open than we want to believe. I think you need to sprinkle some on Utah, Dallas, Denver, and Memphis. In the West, right? Because I believe it's open. I don't think the Suns or the Warriors have closed the door. Steph Curry, by Steph Curry standards, is having an off year, right? The public might be fooled by the All-Star game where he was MVP. I encourage you to look at his actual performance. Understand, too, basketball is a chemistry sport. Draymond Green will come back and the team will, you know, play together. I understand Clay is back too and stuff like that. As with New Jersey, where Ben Simmons is going to have to find a way to play with Kyrie and to play with um, KD, and Ben Simmons is supposed to be the distributor on that team. Golden State is going to have to find a way to figure out exactly where Clay's game is when Draymond's on the court with Steph Curry. Weissman, their first-round pick, right, high pick in, in last year's draft, right, top three pick. He's not even in the NBA right now, right? He's playing for some G League team. So let's just say... There's some uncertainty with the Suns and Golden State. I think if you look at defensive efficiency, the increasing excellence of the Dallas Mavericks, Spencer Dinwiddie's upside. If you look at Utah, a team that has been elite for a few years now, right with a shutdown defensive center, And, of course, when you look at the team with the best center in the game, the Denver Nuggets, and you think, wow, if Michael Porter comes back and he's still Michael Porter, if Jamal Murray, who's excellent from three, comes back and can just do spot-ups, how much better could this team be? You'll understand that there are going to be some upsets in the playoffs, just like last year. And that you might find yourself in the conference finals having gotten 33 to 1 odds on a team like Denver, or 22 to 1 odds on a team like, excuse me, 22 to 1 odds on Denver, 33 to 1 odds on Dallas, or 16 to 1 odds on Utah, right? Even Memphis, 22 to 1 odds. Folks, these teams are all above 500. I believe each of these teams makes the playoffs. Vegas is daring you to take them at completely cheap prices. The reason why you're getting the cheap prices is because teams like Brooklyn, which is a plus 550 right now, are overrated. I'm not saying Brooklyn doesn't win the East. What I am saying is it's going to be a struggle. How could Brooklyn at this point be getting shorter odds than a team that's 20 games over 500? 20 games over 500 with 16 games left to play. The Miami Heat are going off at 10 to 1. So take advantage of these casino mispricings. Um, I believe you want to have it set up so that you're on both sides of the play deep in the playoffs. The reason you're able to make it work financially is because they're giving you odds like 33-1 to 1 on the Dallas Mavericks right now in early March. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.